0: friends welcome back to another episode of literally
1: disturbed oh my god is this episode one <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually it's episode 25
2: oh it is
0: episode oh my god it is episode 25 it is that's really exciting you guys so 25
1: weeks we've been give or take because there was some oh rough patches in there i mean yeah but yes, yes. technically if so. we pretend those didn't happen <laughs> for the most part though I mean Uh, we started
0: in December December 12th was I think the first day we released I think it was the
1: 15th oh maybe yeah because
0: I just looked at it the other day okay see I'm terrible at dates at least I got it in like the ballpark yeah Yeah.
1: so well that's cool beans guys um, thank you for those who have made it this far with us yes thank you so much everybody's been just so nice and I'm not used to it and so I'm sorry if I don't know how to react but we're really socially awkward so just know that much.
0: we love you and, and we
1: appreciate it yeah
0: and yeah we <laughs> we will try and uh, express our love and thankfulness to you over here in our and you can hear how awkward we are as we're discussing yeah it. it's like oh um, <laughs> thank you like for real though like you guys are really cool and it's been so much fun for us to get to know you and build these friendships with you and that's like
1: that's what we're doing it makes me feel like I actually have friends
0: (laughs) legit like Uh, I'm not kidding because I don't have I mean I have friends but you know like adult life
1: and kids and just they live far away yeah my best friend lives like what almost 400 miles away so yeah, so, it's a little lonely sometimes. Anyways,
0: mm-hmm. but y'all make us feel less yes. lonely, and hopefully, we do the same for you. It's like a mutual thing here. Yeah, and you know. Anyways, okay. So, cool beans. Thanks yeah, for tw- thanks for being with us.
1: Twenty five episodes. Sorry to make it awkward. That's um. <laughs> <laughs> what we do, baby. Um, uh, yeah. So, if you are new here, my name is Katie. And I am Brittany. And this is a podcast where one of us tells you a true crime story and the other one tells you a paranormal story. Mm-hmm. So we got some cool subjects going on.
0: Yeah. Oh, and friends, let me, uh, let me just
1: tell you the story that I have for you
0: guys this week. I am so excited. This story is so, this story is so scandalous, you guys. So scandalous. So scandalous. I don't and, know anything about it yet. And I feel like it's. Okay, look, it's kind of teetering on true crime with a little bit of like I don't know, like us weekly, I feel like or something. Us like, weekly because there's so much skin. It is. It's just so I don't know. It's 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 juicy. I think it is. I thought oh I thought it was cool. <laughs> um, anyways, but I wanna just give you like I, you know, I like to set the scene for you guys. I like to kind of give you mm-hmm. the mindset to where I am when I find these stories. And I try not to get on TikTok that often anymore. Oh,
1: I don't. I'm on it all the time. It's not a I don't try to think. <laughs>
0: to see that, you know, like cause everyone who has fun with TikTok knows that once you're on there,
1: yeah, you might as well get
0: comfy because you're going to be on there for a yeah. little bit. And so I try to just limit myself to, you know, when I really don't have a whole lot going on. And I'm flipping through. I have, we have two TikTok accounts, okay? I have my own personal one that I have some videos that are really stupid. I don't know. I just don't know what I was doing. But the other one is our literally disturbed one. And sometimes that's where I go and, like, actually watch people and things on that one. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of geared to more, like, the... The true crime and paranormal kind of stuff, obviously. because what yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so I'm scrolling through, and I'm hearing all kinds of cool stories. Like, I heard this one guy, um, and he started out talking about this doctor. And I I'll, now I'll have to do another, like, I might even do an episode on that someday, because it was kind of interesting. But there's this doctor, and I'm not going to say his name, because to be perfectly honest, I don't remember it right now. <laughs> but he's, like, some famous doctor, and he has like a television show or something and he's like really big into I think like the keto diet or something. Um I think he was the one that was like really pushing it or whatever. Oh, okay. Anyways, it's his son that is on there talking about how this man is like really big into the Zion like not Zionist, that's different. Um, it's a Scientology and he oh, okay. like a, a lot of like Basically, he's saying when you come to him and you give your money to him, you're giving money to the Church of Scientology. And he's like, and I know how bad Scientology is because I was a member of Scientology. Like he was pretty Mm -hmm. high up, his dad being who he was, you know. And then I guess he finally like something clicked or changed and he decided that that was not how he wanted to live his life. And so now he's just like speaking out against it. And I don't know. I don't know enough about Scientology yet to have an opinion and I don't know if I did have an opinion what I would comment on that but uh, because Scientology is a big church and yeah (laughs) um but so I like kind of videos like this is what I'm seeing right Mm -hmm. super super short story long guys Um, Uh, yeah so then I get I come across this girl super cute girl and this is kind of like an important part of this story as weird as that sounds but, you know, she's, like, real pretty, fair skin, got red, like, natural red, curly, curly hair. Mm-hmm. And she's sitting here. And I think through the story, she's, like, cleaning her face, puts moisturizer on. She eventually starts putting makeup on at some point or something. Like, she's telling this whole story. And she starts out talking about this woman named Molly Blakely. And she shows her, she's like, if you are from Alaska, you've, already, you've probably already heard this story. So, Alaska friends, you may good and well already know this. And if not... You're welcome. (laughs) Um, But I kind of feel like it would be really hard for them to at least not have heard of her name somehow. Uh, Shit, where was I? Oh, she's talking about this woman, right? And Mm -hmm. she says she believes that she is a prophet from God that she, that God speaks through her and that she goes and like has this big following on Facebook mm. and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, okay, you know, what's this about? <laughs> so I, I keep listening. And she says, um, then she got, and I'm not going to give you all the details that I saw in this first video. Cause if I do, then it'll kind of spoil a lot of the other stuff, but she gives the details about how this woman got caught up in this political scandal and how she got drug into it, and she was like, do you want to know how I know all of this? It's because she's my mother. Oh, shit. Yeah, and so this girl had, I'm going to give you just a little, like, prelude, I guess, to it. She, her and her mom obviously do not get along. Mm-hmm. Um, She realized that her mom was really toxic when she was a teenager, and I think she kind of left at, like, a pretty early age and moved. She lives in Oregon now, and this all happened in Alaska. Okay. Right? So let's, I'm trying to decide how I want to do this. Um, now I'm just going to go ahead and jump into it. We'll just, we'll just let it unveil as it does. Okay. Um, okay. So let's give you a little art. First, let me give you my sources. It's um, penin, penins, peninsulaclarion.com. Okay. I feel like that's probably like a newspaper of some sort. And I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Um, ADN.com. Anchoragepress.com, defector.com, and then TikTok. Her, um, if you guys want to go watch all the videos, like she created a whole account just to talk about this story. It's really fascinating and it's really cool to see it from her point of view, like not just me telling you facts. Like you mm-hmm. guys should go watch it. Um, but her TikTok name is No Ray in Hell and it's N O R A E I N H E L L. So go check her out and make sure it has like because I think she has two of them, and make sure it's spelled right, because my mom was trying to go and watch them, and she found a different account first. There's, like, a whole series of them. They're, like, a whole bunch of videos, and one that only has a couple, so make sure you find the one that has, like, a whole bunch of videos on it. Anyways, okay, okay. so now let's talk about the story. So let me talk, tell you a little bit about Molly Blakely. Um, So she she grew up with, like, you know her parents had a lot of kids and they had a restaurant business and she was kind of taught to like you know work really hard for what you wanted be a hustler you know that mm-hmm. was just like their mentality to be a part of this family you were a hustler like you were you had good work ethic you mm-hmm. were doing something okay and so she started um by accident a a cookie business and basically she came up with the idea it, it's like her business now is called booze booze infused cookies and what she did yeah so okay it started out as she's she had this food truck and Mm -hmm. it was like a taco truck okay and it was her and her son they were trying to come up with like a really good dessert to give to people and she got the idea because she used to have her own bar for like 15 years and she decided to splash a little bit of um what is it? Brandy. She splashed some brandy over one of her batch of cookies. And she said that that batch of cookies sold out within 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. And so she tried the next one was whiskey and cookies. She said those were gone in half an hour. Hmm. And so she's like, what is something like, what's Mm -hmm. going on with this? You know, let's check this out. So she started this cookie business. And at first it was called Loaded Cookies. And Blakely's cookies are gourmet. And one of her most popular one, which I thought, Katie would really enjoy this one. It's called the London Fog. Oh, mm-hmm. It's infused with Earl Grey and lavender teas, mm-hmm. vanilla vodka, and a white chocolate chip crunch topped with lemon glaze and sprinkled with edible lavender. That sounds amazing. Yes. And you guys, I made her... Okay, so before we started, I was like, okay, you're going to have to pull this up because I need this web... Well, first, I just wanted her to have the Google Chrome pulled up so she could... She's like, okay, just tell me the tell me the link so I can have it ready. And this is the moment that I wanted. Uh, that this is the moment, Katie. Okay, I, I want can you pull it up to now. yes. I'm please to. look okay. at these cookies.
1: Oh, she's cute. She
0: she is cute.
1: Okay, let's see. Oh, she has a podcast.
0: Yes, she does.
1: She's actually like, uh,
0: to be perfectly honest, like if I wouldn't have heard the story that I heard first. I would think she's a pretty admirable chick. She's got, she has, she's had a lot of businesses. This isn't her first. She's written books. She's like a motivational speaker. And if you guys go and look at Molly B's cookies, they're, are they not um, amazing? I feel
1: like we need to invest in a box of these. And she has subscription boxes. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. I feel like, really good.
0: They like, I pulled this up cause I was like looking her up and wanted to check and I'm like, oh my God, I really feel guilty for wanting to buy all these cookies right
1: now (laughs) oh I don't I want them all (laughs) look there's a pina colada one and Mm -hmm. it's topped with fruity bubbles yeah okay yeah Yeah. we're definitely ordering some
0: is that not freaking phenomenal uh yeah I love cookies me too those are like cookies and shakes well chocolate chip cookie dough shakes are my favorite treat ever so <laughs> yeah, but I love and see the thing is, is I'm very weird about my cookies I don't like really crunchy like I don't either I like the soft ones and if you mm-hmm. look at these fucking cookies you guys they are they look my, very moist I just I'm want sorry, them in my eat mouth that. so bad
1: she said I know sorry they have a cookie flight Oh, yeah.
0: No, I was going to say that earlier. We were making a joke. So my daughter's being super weird. She was, like, She's really like on weird. one this morning. Yeah. She woke up on one this morning, okay? Listen, this is how I, this is how I started my day. I'm sorry I'm derailing again. You know how I do. But I'm usually the one who has to wake my child up because she likes to stay up late, like, watching her people play video games or playing video games, whatever. And I'm trying – we're working on it. She's gotten in trouble. We're correcting it. But – I'm proud of her because this morning she got it before I did. Now I worked late last night and I had um. You guys have heard about my dreams. I have really weird, vivid dreams, and I had a bad dream last night that woke me up, and I was really pissy and just did not want to get up. And so she comes in here and she's like, "Are you going to get out of bed?" And I'm like, "Or no, I'm sorry." She said, "Are you going to get up and get ready?" And I'm like, <laughs> "This girl." Really? Are we really on one already? And it just did not stop after that. The no. whole way, the whole way, and it's a, it's like an hour and ten minutes to my sister's house. Mm-hmm. Okay, I dealt with this trapped in the car with her.
1: <laughs> I'm just glad she was like in a good mood.
0: She there. was. She, she was, was just, just being, being annoying. Yeah, was, like <laughs> real annoying. So she, we, we go to McDonald's, we get breakfast, and she got a muffin that comes in one of those like. Bakery pastry bags, you know.
1: She stuck the paper in her mouth and decided she was going to eat it because she, <sighs> she thought she was funny.
0: She was didn't really actually eat eat it, no, but she was like yeah, chewing on like acting. She was, like, she eat was it. being stupid, whatever. Anyways, I shouldn't tell my daughter whatever her embarrassing behaviors. But so she has his bag. It was like crinkled up, and Katie is making the T shirt for our friend. You know, our friend Heather. She, we're getting that ready for her, and <laughs> so she's over there working on that. And Sophie's like oh, you should totally iron this bag out because she said it's better to be flat than to be wrinkly. And I started to say that's what she said, but my daughter beat me to it by saying, like Like my mother.
1: (laughs) It it was funny.
0: I mean, mean, it's funny unless you're the mother. And then it's like, yeah. Listen, child, you're the one who made me wrinkly, you ungrateful little.
1: I was painless. nice. I was nice. And I tried to iron her stupid <laughs> little bag. I was a nice I aunt. I don't know why. I don't either. But just so she would leave me alone.
2: Yeah. It didn't work.
1: So it I kind of had the last laugh. Okay. All right. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> okay.
0: Back to these freaking cookies. Okay. <laughs> they look bomb. I'm they not going to lie. Go it out.
1: Like what's, we'll put the link in the show notes, but if you want to just jot it down, it's just Mm mollybz.com.
0: And she's got like all her business. That's It's not just for her cookies. It's Mm -hmm. like her,
1: all her business things on there if you want to check it out. Um,
0: so anyways, so she, you know, she is out. I'm not going to go into like all the details of this whole thing, but she like, she realizes she's onto something. She goes out, she starts like. Pitching her ideas and, and, you know, it starts out with just Facebook friends. And then I guess BuzzFeed had picked up on it and did an article on her. Hmm. And then when that happened, it like, you know, she started getting, yeah, she started getting like 30 dozen subscription boxes a day. And yeah, so just a whole bunch of, or I'm sorry, she was baking, when she said, when she first started her subscription service, she was doing 15 to 20 dozen cookies a week. And then, and that was when she was just doing it with her fr- her friends and stuff on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then when that when that um, buzz order, I'm sorry, the buzzword, I don't, my brain. When that BuzzFeed article came out, it said she was doing thirty dozen cookies a day. Damn. And she's like, I thought it was clickbait, but sure enough, it said top twenty four subscription boxes with booze in them, and she was number three. Oh. I I about peed my pants. <laughs> I feel like that's what I would say. Uh, yeah. So she's been super busy. Like she's got this. Um, she calls, I guess she calls her whole business Molly Bee's Bingers. I don't know. This name's changed so many times. I don't know what it's really called. It just says Molly Bee's on the website, yeah. I think. Um, so she's going out, getting, you know, getting business. And she's like, I started this with $150. and You know, this is how I started this business. And now here, not even a year later, she's like super successful. Mm-hmm. So she ended up, because, you know, this, like I said, this wasn't her first business. She had a bar that she had for, like, 15 years, I believe, and then she had, she grew up, you know, her family owned a restaurant, so she grew up doing that, and then she had her taco truck business with her son, so this was, like, just something that had evolved from there, mm-hmm. and she ended up writing a book called How to, Be a, How to Be Fearless in Business, and it was just, like, a new guide for, uh, or it was a guide for new entrepreneurs, um, She's had 13 different businesses from all kinds of disciplines, she said. And she credits her family for her work ethic and determination. So
1: just remember that.
0: Okay. Um, she said, I learned very quickly that if I wanted to hang out with my family, I needed to learn to work because they were workers. I just started doing everything they would do. Mom got a restaurant, so I learned how to work in a restaurant. Mom got a roller rink. I learned how to work in a roller rink. Mom got a bowling alley, so I learned how to be a certified bowling coach. It's just been quite a ride. You know, so she wrote this book to just kind of help other people. She competed in what is called the Alaska Angels Conference, which is an event that brings startup businesses and angel investors together. Okay. And it's like a 12-week ordeal, and they have to, like, the startup business owners have to refine and, like, short their really long speeches and have to, like, kind of like Shark Tank, I would imagine. Okay. You know, But she compared it to being like, she said it was a lot of work. It was sort of like American Idol. Oh. So I don't know. She thinks it's American Idol. It sounds like Shark Tank to me. Okay. But um, she was one of five finalists competing for $100,000, and she left the competition with the People's Choice Award. And she said, I didn't win the $100,000, but I have been approached by several companies. Okay. So all this happened. she's getting, you know, she's getting buzz going on, Mm -hmm. right? So this... This leads her to, to uh, be, she was approached by this woman named Maria Athens, the news anchor with KTBY, and, you know, she approached her on Facebook and was like, hey, you know, because she, that's when she started to publish the book, and that's what kind of like pulled her in, I guess, and mm-hmm. she's like, hey, you know, she wanted to, obviously, like, she saw this girl up and coming business, you know, she's got, had lots of businesses, good idea to bring her on, yeah. talk to other women, right? Good idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they had made a plan to meet at 11 a.m. on Friday at the East Tudor Road studio of K-Y-U-R slash K-T-B-Y, which is the Fox and ABC News affiliate station there in Anchorage. Okay. And they never met before, never talked before. She just came across her story and was like, hey, you're a good story. Let's right. get you in here. Yeah. You know, it says that things seemed to be, they got off pretty great, you know, at the start. They just kind of, it was a good Interview, things seemed fine starting out. Mm-hmm. I guess she did a lot. She did kind of show up late, and Blakely noted later that she did sound like she was intoxicated when she showed up, which was
1: the news lady. Um, yes, oh. so it was kind of like what? Um, so through maybe she ate a few of her cookies before having her come on. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't think you can get <laughs> drunk from those. no. I she did when she.
0: <gasps> Shit! Sorry. <laughs> Okay, so she noted before that uh, when making the cookies that it does evaporate, but it just leaves behind this really Mm -hmm. – it just does something special to these cookies that gives them like – kind of like – remember when mom had her cupcake business, and I feel like I can say this now because she doesn't do it anymore, but one of her secrets was she would put Sprite or Coke in with the cake mixes because it makes them more moist, you know? Yeah. So I kind of feel like maybe it's something like that, something to do with whatever Mm -hmm. chemistry – Science flavors mixing, you know, it's good, good stuff. So she's meeting with her, and I guess later, um, her attorney said that she had been in the building, but she was in the restroom when she got there. I don't know. She says that she denies ever being intoxicated. Okay. So just throwing that out there. It said the interview was uneventful. Blakely said, except for when Athens stopped to address the camera about how the mayor of Anchorage had ruined businesses. When the conversation ended, they learned that they had to do a second take because the camera wasn't working. Um, after the camera stopped, they were just chatting in the studio, just having conversation, I guess, um, with Athens. She was talking about her dislike for the mayor. And I guess, you know, Molly chimes in with like a little like, like, oh, ha ha, let me tell you what I have to say about him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And she said, Okay, so this is what starts it all, right? Guys, are you ready? This is, quote, I said something like, I'm not his biggest fan either. I believe my daughter was trafficked a few years ago and he was one of her customers. At the time, end quote, at the time she believed that what she was saying was true, okay? Okay. And I feel like we need to discuss that statement as it is. She said that Two years ago, she had learned her daughter, which then was 18, had been posting on websites such as Seeking Arrangement and stuff like that, you know, which puts, if you don't know what it is, Patrick Starr, (laughs) (laughs) it's, you know, where men and women can come in contact with each other for whatever kind of escort services they want. Mm -hmm. And in her, her case, well, we'll just get to that later. Okay. So... She was worried about, like, her daughter or whatever, and was like, well, who were you seeing? Like, who are these men that you're seeing? hmm And she said the way she remembers it is her daughter told her her favorite client was a, quote, short man in Anchorage who worked in government. Okay? Okay. Now, she assumed but did not confirm it was Ethan Berkowitz who was the mayor of Anchorage. Okay. okay? And she believed this because of his high high profile as a mayor and his short stature. Okay. So do we see where this is going? Yeah. So Q, no Ray and Hill, a.k.a. her name is, I believe her real name is Annie. Mm-hmm. Um, because when she's in the videos, she talks about it and she calls herself like, she was talking, like saying what her mom was saying, but calling herself Annie. Okay. So she comes in. And says she was just simply trying to get her mom off of her back, and she just made up a fictional short government worker to kind of shut her, quote, to kind of shut her up. I told her it was a man who worked for the state. She said uh, she was doing a phone interview from Oregon, and she kept asking what he looked like. I told her he was short. Um, she says she has never even met him, was never trafficked, willingly pursued the line of work, and she didn't start until she was, until after she was 18.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And in the, when she was talking to Maria, she said that her daughter was underage. Oh. Because she was saying at the time she was 18, and this was a few years ago that she was trafficked, so she was implying that she was underage and had had sex with this man. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. This is a little, like... You think you're safe, let's gossip, but not, no. let's not Well, listen, things. this okay.
0: is, okay, yeah, but yes, 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 that, and then it's, like, so much more, though. Okay, so she's, so this is what she had to say, okay, and, you know, Molly's defense is she thought she was just making a casual comment for something that she, she had thought for the last two years that, her daughter had been involved with this man. Okay? okay. Because this, she had found out when her daughter was 18. Mm-hmm. And that's when she had started. She was 18, almost 19 when she started doing this. Okay. But her mom had just jumped to her own conclusions, I guess. I don't know what was going on, but she just drew, she just painted this whole ass picture from this short little description of what she told her. Right. This is where it gets juicy, you guys. Maria Athens, the reporter that Molly was speaking with, had actually been having a emotional or texting affair with Ethan Berkowitz oh, for the last three years. Oh, shit.
1: So, it was her, like, whole, like, I don't like the mayor kind of like a a stunt to, like, f- draw people away from her actually liking I him. feel
0: like, okay, so I'm going to answer this based on what I know and what I know as being a woman. Um... And what happened after this, I feel like her mental state was not quite in the right place at the time. And I feel like um, maybe things weren't going exactly how she'd wanted to in this affair, considering it was three years and they've never slept together. It was Mm -hmm. just texting and like sexting. Like there was never a physical anything because he was married and he was the mayor, and come to find out she's engaged. And we'll oh. find out who she's engaged to shortly.
1: Oh, shit. Okay, okay, okay. I'll yeah. stop asking questions. No, but this is, this is like, so, okay.
0: So, girls, ladies, you're interviewing a woman and she just tells you her daughter who was 17 years old having sex with a man that you're having an affair with and are currently probably possibly pissed off at yeah. And you're a news reporter. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, what do you think is going to happen? it's every bit as bad as you can think and then some okay i'm sorry this story is
2: so fucking crazy
0: as soon as the comment came out and said that the whole mood in the in the studio like the tv studio changed athens began to yell about pedophilia and a website with photos (laughs) Um, Athens, I guess Athens, I'm going to call her Maria because I just feel like last names are confusing. So Maria said that that's not how it went down. She didn't scream and go crazy. Okay. She said that, uh, Molly had told her Berkowitz had gone after Blakely's young daughter when the daughter was under 18. Blakely or Molly says, uh, she corrected Maria saying that she never said anything about her daughter being underage. Um, or about photos posted to any website, because she was like saying that there's like a whole website of like kitty porn. I basically. guess yeah, and um and like he was associated with it. Uh, she Maria says that she did not correct her. She didn't say that that she just let her assume this. Whatever.
1: There's a lot of he says yes, she said. Yes, it's he
0: said. She said. Honestly, who knows? It could be a little bit of both. It could have been like. A little bit of Molly exaggerating and a little bit of Maria, like, taking everything she can mm-hmm. and blowing it up. So, yeah. you know. Um, okay, so she says, let me see where I'm at. Either way, I guess, it doesn't really matter because once she said that it was kind of too late, her crazy woman's side took over and it was over from there. And she said that, again, there was, she, they had been having a three-year relationship and thousands of nude pictures She says she had thousands of nude pictures, so many that she could actually make her own website if she wanted to. Oh, okay. I don't know. I guess she Molly's saying she completely fabricated everything, whatever. So it's, I don't know. They're just taking it to two different extremes, and I feel like it was, Molly, just shut up. Just keep your damn, like, just stop talking. Okay. Anyways. (laughs) Don't sue us. Uh, (laughs) No. You shouldn't. You should take our advice because I really want to buy your cookies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. Anyways, okay. So,
0: okay. So, the website, the pictures, she took her story and decided to make her own out of it. You know, this is Molly. Um, So, then at that point, she said the next thing she knew, she was dialing Ethan Berkowitz to send him a voicemail. What? Which right now... If you want to listen to a, this voicemail, which you do want to listen to it, because I do not have the hormones, emotions, or anger that this woman does towards this man to be able to express to you in the same way her message here. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, it you want to hear it. So go join the Facebook group, because that's where the link will be. There you go. But I'm going to read it to you, okay? So she calls him up and leaves a voicemail. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I just learned from uh, Emmy award-winning journalism. You are also a pedophile and like little girls and children. And there's a website. I'm so fucking exposing you. I'm going to get an Emmy. So you either turn yourself in, kill yourself, or do what you need to do. I will personally kill you what? and Mara Kimmel, my goddamn self, you Jewish. And please listen. This is a quote from her, not me. You Jewish piece of living fucking shit. What the fuck? You have met your match, motherfucker. You have met your motherfucking match. I can't believe I am such a good person and I thought I loved you. I fucking hate. I don't even hate you. I will pray for your Zionist fucking ass, you piece of shit loser. And I am putting this on the news tonight. Bye. Have a great Friday, you motherfucker. What the fuck? (laughs) What
1: the fuck? We don't condone racism. So no, please don't. not at
0: all. Like, I, no, I think the Jewish culture is actually very beautiful. And it's something I've been researching a lot lately, even though I never did as a kid, because that's not how I was raised. But no, this is not coming from me whatsoever. This is just, I'm reading this to you so you understand the gravity of what the
1: fuck just happened. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. what the fuck just happened? I'm, I'm, I literally am.
0: So then. She, she, you know, she calls him. After he called back saying he didn't know what she was talking about, Athens called, or Maria called and left a second voicemail. Um, I'm not sure why you called me back to record me because you're the one going to prison. Bye. Uh, stop talking. <laughs> uh, yeah. And this is a recording from, like, provided from the city. And oh. it's unclear if anyone recorded the call that he was trying to make. Like no one ever confirmed whether he actually was or if it was just her being, yeah, making, dramatic, making assumptions. I'm going to say. So then, I guess she was like going to go eat at lunch, and was like, "Is this still happening? Like, what is going on?" Thinking that they like were done and whatever. So okay, <clears throat> at this point, she. I'm going to cue in because I got a lot of this from articles on the internet, but I'm going to cue back into the TikTok videos. So I'm just going to call her Annie. Annie says, you know, she goes and does this interview. And after she goes and does the interview, she calls her and tells her, Annie, we did it. We finally did it. We're going to get it. We're going to blow the lid off of this story. And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? So she tells her what happened. And she's like, mom, no, like, that's not who I was talking about. How can you just make that assumption? I in no way ever told you that that's who I was seeing. And it's not him. It's not him. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't underage. and So she's, like, freaking out. She's, like, you need to go and tell her to, like, not say anything and not posting. Because she had planned on making this whole video on Facebook. Which, by the way, we will post a link on the same post in our Facebook group for you to watch that video. Because it's intense. (laughs) Oh, she goes off the rails. She's, like, breaking. No, she's, like, breaking news. Like, it's breaking news. And she is. You can, I mean, you can... See the crazy coming out of this woman. I'm not even kidding you. Like it is in her eyes, it's in her hands, it's everything. She is full. She's a girl that is. I mean, you just. I can't. I feel so bad for this poor man. That's all I can say. I feel
1: so bad for him.
0: Really, really, because I really feel like hell would not have put that upon this man. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so. I'm not going to go into too much about what she said. But basically, she she goes on air claiming that she has... She had told her, like, her producers and stuff, basically insinuating that the story was about the cookies, the cookie lady. Like, that's what she was breaking story. And then she gets on air and she just goes off about pedophile this and website that. and And that's when she's telling everyone, you know...
1: With so? no proof,
0: no proof whatsoever. <clears throat> and she's like, stay tuned. Cause we'll have the full story later. And you know, so Annie is like thinking, okay, her mom's going to go talk to her. She doesn't think anything of it. This is kind of like later that evening or whatever. Yeah. Well, she didn't, she didn't watch the news, so she didn't see it. Well, then the next morning she sees all over everything else. Cause she's from Alaska, all uh-huh. the like local, local news places talking about you know, Mayor Berkowitz is a pedophile and then she just starts like freaking out and she's like no like this cannot be happening how is this happening right now and so she goes online and she creates a whole Twitter account before this whole TikTok thing and she like starts this whole long thread explaining everything that happened her whole side of the story how she never even met this man and just apologizing to him and his family like I'm so sorry that this happened this isn't true mm. And anytime she saw anything on Facebook, she would just go and link this. And was like, please, please read this. Please read this. Like, yeah. trying to come to his defense. Finally, she does an interview. And they come and talk to her. And she tells them, like, look, this is what happened. But because of all of this came out the fact that he was having a three-year whatever kind of affair with this woman. Mm-hmm. So because of that, he still had to resign as mayor of, Anch- of Anchorage. So he,
1: they just... destroyed
0: his career and he was actually i and i'll get more into that later but he was actually like on the roads to move on up from being mayor and being in higher up in government so it yeah it's pretty sad so later and later that that next afternoon you know because all this is going on she's trying to like dispel these rumors the best she can and berkowitz's office issued a statement saying The slanderous allegations from your Alaska Link reporter Maria Athens are categorically false and appear to be the product of someone who is hostile and unwell. Athens then posted a photo on Facebook showing the backside of a naked man saying it was the mayor. Quote, proof, she wrote. By 4.30 p.m., Athens had been arrested after a physical fight with centers. TV, The TV station manager who... Later was found out was her fiance.
1: What? Okay.
0: <laughs> this is uh, I'm not making this up, I swear. This lady's cuckoo <laughs> for Cocoa
1: Puffs. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the fuck?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so
1: he basically we
0: go back to his talking about how he resigns and um his his staff concluded that it was untenable to remain as mayor. Shortly after the mayor announced his resignation, this is when Molly decided it was time to say what actually happened.
1: Oh, this is the time yes, to do this it. This okay. is when she decided, okay,
0: she's going to come forth and speak on it. But see, let me pause for a second there. Let me mark my spot because I know I'm going to lose it. Where did all my? Okay. Okay, so before I tell you about this part, before she actually goes and, you know, makes her statement. She is going online and every single person that comments back to Annie in her post talking about what actually happened. She is emailing them or messaging them on whatever Twitter whatever format it was on at the time. You know, messaging them telling them that her daughter is unstable and that she's making this up. This is what she told her her daughter was a part of this and, and, and she's just trying to hurt her business and blah, blah. And really what's happening is she realized that she fucked up and she's got this huge, she's put everything into this business, this cookie business that she has. Mm. And she just wants to maintain her reputation instead of realizing, you know what? I made an assumption and I should have corrected this before it blew up into this man losing his career.
1: <sighs> I really wanted to buy cookies from you and now I'm not right? a fan. Now you see my problem. Okay. Those cookies look so damn good. What the hell? Why would you want to purposely... Like, I don't condone cheating, and I know that they never physically done anything, but I mean, there was that emotional aspect. But to ruin a man's career off of just an assumption is just really fucked up. And to involve your daughter in it. And then to be, like, going behind her back telling everybody that she's Mm -hmm. not so crazy. Yeah. Like, how... I don't. Okay. So
0: this is like the main issue that her daughter is trying to portray is like her mom is the untoxic, you know. One. Yeah, she's toxic and she's out there just she's only worried about her and her business and her name and how much money she can make. That's really sad. It is. And it's really really sad because she has a great business. She does. <sighs> if she would have just stuck to that and left the drama and gossip out of it, mm-hmm. she would, you know, yeah, so that's, so that's rushing. So, okay, so then she decides, okay, I'm going to speak. And she did an interview with the Daily News. So she did a phone interview with Daily News with her friend Palmer and an attorney, Sarah Heath. Okay. Um, I guess trying to, like, cover her ass because obviously she's making shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that she didn't come forward earlier because Berkowitz hadn't confirmed that he actually had a relationship of any kind with Athens. And she didn't feel like she was in any position to say anything. She also says she wants to say sorry to her children, especially Ray, which they call her Ray in this article because they didn't know her, because it's called No Ray in Hell, which is her ticket. Anyways, her name is Annie, especially Annie. So she <sighs> says she wants to publicly apologize to her daughter for anything that may have affected her in a negative way and to tell her that I love her very much. And she says that she had, like... Annie comes back and was like, she's just saying this to save face. She doesn't really care. Like, she even called her and told her. And I there's a voicemail. If you go watch all these videos, there's a voicemail of her mother calling her, basically saying that she needs to stop this. She needs to stop telling all these people things because she's hurting her business. Mm-hmm. And I don't know word for word. But sh- she's like, you're wrong. Like, this is wrong. I can't. Like, why did you tell them this? This is a lie. Mm-hmm. And... So, yeah, she like, her mom's – and then she quit answering her mom, and she got her little brother to FaceTime her, and, like, the video, you'll have to watch it, too, but she's like, listen, my brother's on the phone, and he's standing like this, and she, like, puts the phone down and walks back a little bit, and she's, like, standing there with her arms next to her side, like, looking around, like, real nervous – it almost looks like when a kid gets kidnapped and he's, like, holding up the, the paper and they're doing the video for, like, the ransom or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, that's literally what it. she was describing how it was. <laughs> and her brother's just like, hi, Annie. And that's how I figured out what her name was because that's what she says. And he, she's like, I, let me guess. You're not the one who actually called me, are you? And he's like, no. And then the phone turns around and it's her mom. Ugh. And she's just, like, going off. So, anyways, this poor girl obviously her mom's toxic she's trying to get the hell out of there she moved to Oregon I think at the t- you know she was doing stuff like escort services there she was just trying to get away from her crazy mom and have her own stuff going on and be independent yeah okay? she and I don't think I described this before but she in no way had any physical relations with any of the man that she was seeing anyways it oh. was just a non physical escort service. Okay. Like all she did was get paid to go and hang out with these people and just talk to them and you know, have Google that kind Sugar of baby. Yeah. But she never had sex with them. She never kissed them. There was never anything, like no hand holding. It wasn't anything like that. And for her to mom, her own mother to go <laughs> tell a news reporter that her daughter was sex trafficked when she was 17 years old and sleeping with old men.
1: Especially the mayor, when you have no proof of that oh no. like I'm just really curious
0: how you can have a really great business idea like this, seemingly have a you know pretty decent business mind and not realize that that's fucking stupid. Yeah,
1: like that's... how is that not gonna get you in trouble? you're gonna your ass is gonna get sued for slander and you're gonna lose all of that. like why yeah. even chance it? But the see, the other thing is, and
0: I think maybe here's where it might be an issue is because it is a he said she said. There is no, there, proof there's no proof of what the actual interaction was because they weren't on camera anymore. It was just them talking afterwards. Mm-hmm. So there is no, you know, she very well, I mean, obviously she admitted to saying that she thought her daughter was trafficked, sex trafficked and blah, blah, blah. But she says that there was no underage thing.
2: Mm.
1: And... But the know. other one was kind of off a rocker too, so we don't know yeah, how much she right. could have just
0: pulled out of her ass, too. Like, she could have made up the underage thing. To, Which like she her made, I don't
1: know. Using her power like that to go on TV and to tell mm-hmm. people, like, that... That's very dangerous. That is not okay. No. And that is just... A whole new level of crazy. And unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, like, listen,
0: I... You can hear the voicemail, and you can hear... It. And you can hear it, yeah. And then you watch the video, and you can, and see, you it. can see it. Like <laughs> she is clearly like flipping out inside. And like girls, we know that moment. Like I feel like we all know that moment to some degree. When like, as far as
1: hormones go, yes. As know. far as
0: just getting pissed off and like feeling that just overwhelming, like you know. Rage. But I feel like this was just like to the extreme and beyond.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: shh. She was not okay, and um, I feel like we know what probably happened to her. Actually, I'm I'm just being silly here. We know what happened when she got arrested and where she is now. There is no, like... Um, Did they take her to a mental she, health yes, hospital? Yes, she was fired. Well, there's no official statement that they fired her, but she is no longer working there, and she is... You know, tucked away right now, and hopefully hopefully, I really do honestly hope she receives the help she needs because yeah. mental illness as much as i'm we're kind of joking about how crazy she got mental illness really isn't a joke, it's I mean, serious. I, I struggle with it every day we I'm we sure both you do, do you know think. see help, get help, help your friends, help your family, yeah, look out for each other. I just think if you have a mental illness and you can see that things are not feeling right in your life get help get help ask for you know help. please like if you don't know what to do there are plenty of services and if you find one you don't like try another one like there is help out there i promise and it's worth it and there is no shame in it like everyone has something wrong with them i do ever lord do i, have I. A lot. for real we i mean i feel like we're we're not like abnormally mentally ill but <laughs> we, we we struggle have it, you know a lot what of do? people struggle
1: with our struggles i mean
0: and and
1: anxiety
0: oh god anxiety depression. yeah depression it is the, and are a bitch and I it's see. just this shows how important it is to check yourself you yeah. know and if you're not alone try either. to have that mental clarity and and if you can't figure it out tell somebody see what their thoughts are you know There's, how No shame. No. And asking for help. So moving on. She, you know, she's checking out. Now we got to think about Berkowitz. What's going on with him? So they're freaking out because now their mayor's gone. He's resigned. Yeah. There's all this stuff going on. And, you know, Anchorage is one of the bigger cities in Alaska, but it's. There's still only so many people qualified for that kind of job right. in that area. You right. know, I mean, yeah. and who, and they also have to worry about who's going to be the interim mayor because they can't have. I guess from what I read, if you are an interim mayor, you cannot be someone who's actively running to become mayor. So they have to find someone who doesn't want to be the permanent mayor to be the temporary mayor. Weird.
1: I yeah. mean, I guess I can see that, but it's weird. Okay, it is
0: weird. It's like you said. I guess I can see it, but it's almost like. Mm -hmm. I see why you're doing that, but it's still just like, what? it's a Yeah. Inconvenience. And very inconvenient, especially when it's places like Alaska, where the population is not quite as large as, you know, somewhere else in maybe like a metropolitan area. Yeah. Um, So they're trying to deal with this, obviously. So not only did this ruin this man's career, this is literally like, talk about derailing, derailing the whole course of like a political path that was Mm -hmm. going on right now. Yeah. And I wanted to talk a little bit about... Oh, actually, let me rewind a bit. I wanted to tell you what uh, Marie was charged with. She okay. was charged with assault, criminal mischief, and disorderly conduct, and may have even slugged the responding officer who showed what? up to break up the fight. And according to No Ray in Hill, she says that there was also reports of her either punching or kicking one of the windows of the police, the patrol car. What? Yeah, this, she's this honey, fire cracker, this honey wigged she? out. Oh, I feel like, yeah. Blah, blah. Anyways, she, so she was arrested and she's been banned from the CTBC premises current, like for, Ever. you know, I mean, I don't know about, but at least for now. Um, yeah, so she's in trouble. One of the reasons for his resignation was because if there was a Facebook group full of all these people called Save Anchorage which exists to express vehement opposition to Berkowitz's efforts to manage the raging pandemic. So apparently, all of these people did not appreciate, this is where it gets interesting. So all these people did not appreciate his methods of, you know, the whole quarantine protocols and and mandates and what his plan was for their city. Okay, Okay. And we're going to go ahead and can you take a wild guess what group of people these were? Who was the hardest hit in the in the pandemic? You think as far as businesses go?
1: Small business
0: owners? Well, yeah. Restaurants? Restaurants. Yes. Oh, okay. There are a bunch of locally owned restaurants. Okay. Yes, so okay. both of those answers are correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> one of them being Kriner's Diner.
1: Okay.
0: Would you like to know who owns Kriner's Diner? Who? Molly Blakely's brother.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So,
0: we are finding out that this diner decided to, I guess they got, like, a lot of attention because they openly defied Berkowitz's order to suspend indoor dining after, you know, a surge of COVID-19. Hit. Okay. He said that picking a legal fight over reopening with the city of Anchorage, and then I guess he finally relented after a few days, facing a court injunction and mounting fines, Maria Athens is a big fan of Kreiner's Diner. Okay. This, okay, let me rewind a second though. Some of this that I had read was from a previous interview before all this happened. Okay. Okay, so before this scandal hit, but still during this whole like restaurant pandemic crap. Okay. Okay, so I guess she said, she calls Kreiner's her favorite local spot and took a photo of a message written on... The windshield of a car in the parking lot there, which I guess she thought was cool, and it said Biden likes minors. What? So that's something. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I don't okay. understand. Um. I guess that's also where she. That's where they were actually meeting. I guess whenever she went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs in that voicemail. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Andy Kreiner is the owner and operator Kreiner's Diner, and is like I said, the brother of Molly Blakely. I feel like there's a lot to this story that maybe is not being thrown out. You know, like did she just come up with this? Like, come up with this thing with Molly? I mean, with um, Maria? Did Molly come up with this to like? scorn him or did they like get together and start exchanging stories and be like yeah like what happened here because i yeah. feel like molly may not be as innocent i don't think as either s- one of them are being like something i don't know there's something missing because the fact that her brother had issues with the mayor and then according to her children she has been very openly against mayor berkowitz for a long time mm-hmm. didn't appro- approve with like Because I guess it had to do with, like, you know, Maria had said that she thinks that he's killing small businesses. Whatever his... Mm -hmm. I didn't look into his, like... Background. I did did look into his background, but more so, like, his political path and not really what he's implementing, I guess. And so, I don't know exactly what it is, but whatever he's doing, they think it's ruining small businesses. Okay. Okay.
1: So, it could have been some kind of rouge to get... So, like, what um, is it? You know? Yeah. We don't know, so... And then this poor girl just gets brought in, and mm-hmm. it's all kinds of yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it, it, it really I can is. see where you said it was kind of like a, an what did you say? E news or uh, I said it. People was like, magazine. Yeah, I
0: was like, it was. It's almost like a true crime crossed with People
1: Magazine because yeah, tabloid.
0: It's very yeah. It's very scandal. It's like it kind of is true crime because it's you know it's a mayor of a city involved in. Yeah, this whole thing and he kind of he didn't do anything illegal but it was it a- very gossipy yeah very just and now this whole shift in this whole city and everything that they were projected on is now now they got to change everything and it's yeah. like affecting the whole damn city you know yeah. like
1: <laughs> this little drama yes sesh just kind of yeah that's that's crazy. I
0: want, I just thought of something, though, and this actually wasn't part of what I wanted to talk about, but it actually fits perfectly. I had re- seen another TikTok. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Damn it, TikTok. I seen another TikTok a while ago, and it was this girl talking about, um, listen, okay, there's lots of stuff that pop up on those feeds. <laughs> but she was talking about basically, like, patriarchy and how they are trying to, like, bring down women and control women and, and not like going off on a tangent of that, but just a product of what that is. And she was talking about gossip and how, you know, what is, what is your opinion on gossip? Like when you hear that, what do you, what do you think is like, what did your mom always tell you? They tell you not to gossip, you know, like devil's tongue and blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, According to this girl, she did some research on gossiping. And apparently, the word gossip" is actually I don't remember the exact verbiage, but or the exact definition, but basically, it's talking about like the foundation of women's friendships. Mm. And that's what women form their friendships on. And back in the old days, that was how, like if you think about in native tribes when the women would get around and they would start braiding braiding hair, that mm-hmm. was when they sat down and told stories of the town and You know, they would tell the stories of what's going on and that's how they learned like civilization, learned society, learned the way that people's behaviors worked, learned how, like, that's how we learned who we are as a people was by gossiping, gossiping, (laughs) you know, and that's when people have revelations and that's when you, when you're gossiping about, I've done this, there's so many times, you know, they say as within, so without You see something that bothers you in someone else and as you're gossiping to somebody else about it, you're like, oh my God, sometimes I do that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's actually good, good to gossiping, but let's maybe keep our gossip to truthful facts and not just making shit up that could destroy someone's career. Thank you, TikTok. Thank you, No Ray in Hell. And uh, girlfriend, I'm sorry. I'm trying to help you spread this, this truth here. I feel really sad for you if you ever hear this, like... Do good, good job on on moving away from mother. Stay in Oregon. Keep. Yeah. She's even said that, like, her mom will stalk her. And
1: it just makes me <laughs> it's so sad. Her. She needs help. She does. She really does. I mean that in the best way possible. Well, that was a good story. Thank you. I, uh, well, thank them, I guess. They <laughs> ones who did it all for me. All right. So we're just going to get into mine. Um. So, mine is about the black-eyed kids. Mm, this stuff creeps me out, you guys. I should have lit the sage. Um, I feel like you
0: definitely should have. <laughs> like, I, listen, I don't get creeped out by a lot of things because a lot of stuff, I'm just like, to be perfectly honest, I'm like, I don't know if I really believe that. But there's something about dolls, animated uh-huh. dolls, I don't like that, and creepy black-eyed kids. Mm-mm. Creepy kids in and general. Then, and then
1: if they start crawling...
0: I'm I'm out guys. <laughs> nope.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm going <laughs> to cite my sources real quick. So I got it from Wikipedia, uh texashillcountry.com and tbsnews.net. All right. So, Black Eyed Kids are an American legend mm-hmm. of paranormal creatures. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, they will look like normal human children between the ages of 6 and 16, but they have like really pale skin and Of course, completely black eyes. That's why they're called black eyed kids. I get confused
0: about that though. Is it like the entire eye socket is black or just the eyes like on like supernatural where the demon's eyes turn black?
1: I think it's like supernatural. Okay. But I could be wrong, but that's just kind of what I've gotten from it. Because that's what makes them stand out, I guess, as black eyed kids. Right. Because they're just... Or they could just have dark brown eyes. I don't know. Anyways. Anyways. It's something. They have black eyes. They're creepy
0: <laughs> as fuck, y'all.
1: <laughs> okay, so people who have been in close proximity to black-eyed kids report a feeling of unease that washes over them. Mm-hmm. While nothing about the children's appearance aside from the eyes um, frighten the people, they still report feeling feelings uh, ranging from anxiety to terror at their presence. Oh, okay. So some people have also reported seeing black-eyed kids that have talons as feet, or other demonic attributes, Um, but most sightings are of just normal children. Mm -hmm. Um, So black-eyed kids are also commonly described as wearing dated clothing or dressing in a manner that is not typical of a normal child at their age. So black-eyed kids also always ask for something. Oh, okay, right. It is always something that involves being in close quarters with you. Like they want... They want to be near you. So they will ask you for a ride in your vehicle uh uh-uh. or to enter your home to uh, use a phone. Oh, no. So don't do that. So um, there are no reported stories of what happens when you let a black-eyed kid into your vehicle or home. All stories come from people who, who have he- eerie feelings um, about them, and then they flee from the children. So... One of the earliest sightings of a black-eyed kid was from a journalist named Brian Bethel in 1995, Uh 1996. The story has been added to the internet's creepypasta lore, Mm. okay, but to this day, Brian Bethel insists the incident was real and happened the way he reported it. In 2014, a British paper reported that sightings of black-eyed kids around the world are rising, Theories about the black-eyed kids are that they are vampires, aliens, or of demonic origin. No one knows where they came from. Conspiracy stories believe that they are aliens trying to reach out to their Earth. Um, And demonologists believe that they are the children of the devil himself. If you let them in, you're allowing the devil to enter your life. So, there's just a lot going on there.
0: Yeah, I'm just like thinking, all I can think about, I'm sorry, is these creepy little fucking kids at my front door just staring at me wanting in my house. That's what they are. And I just feel like I don't know how I would, I
1: just don't know how I would <laughs> Like you don't want to be rude and not help them because they're kids, but you also don't but want see, to But see, Okay, them. but see, listen, this is the problem I would have because
0: I see that they're small like a child. Uh-huh but i'd be like fuck you kid you have black eyes you i don't want you anywhere near me and i'm just like trying to figure out how they would react to that because there's no way in hell and i'm like is this going to make them mad at me okay so or, am i going to have like demon children like haha like
1: attacking my windows so you know the um obviously you know it but um rusty spoons was his name
0: oh yeah uh uh salad
1: fingers yes so you know how he goes to the neighbor's Yes, house. that creepy that fucking little, little thing. Yes, that's if like what I he makes the th- little rock <laughs> <laughs> Whatever sound he makes. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what Ew, I think Ew, no. Okay, okay, okay. So some people claim that they have existed since, ni- since the 1980s, but the first account reported was, like I said, in 1996 from that reporter named Brian Bethel.
0: That's recent, man.
1: Who was from Abilene, Texas. So Ew, no.
0: Close. Fuck no, fuck no. Sorry. Just edit that out. Sorry, mommy.
1: So, in Bethel's report, he describes a late evening out in his vehicle. He had stopped in a parking lot near a movie theater to write a check. He was so absorbed in this that he didn't notice two young boys approach his car. He didn't notice until the older boy tapped the driver's side window. So, he rolled down his window and noted immediately a soul racking fear, though he couldn't understand mm-hmm. why, because mm-hmm. they're kids.
0: I think I would have been pissed just that they were tapping on my window, scaring me, but then to look up and see these <laughs> demonic eyes, I would probably poop you my pants a little.
1: So the older boys said that him and his brother wanted to catch a movie, but they had forgot their forgotten their money at home. So he asked them if Bethel could give them a ride. They assured him that it wouldn't take long and that they were just two kids and that they didn't have a gun. Okay, this is what they <laughs> said. They said this to Oops. him. So he found that the assurances unnerving and noted that the last showing of the film they wanted to see had already started and would be nearly over by the time he could drive them anywhere and get back. Mm-hmm. In his recount of the incident, he stated that when he broke eye contact with them, his fear became all-encompassing. Encompassing. Mm. It wasn't until he broke eye contact that their eyes became completely blacked out. So I guess they looked normal, and then once like he Like when broke, you're talking to him. Yeah, and then once he, like, broke that connection, they were completely blacked out, which is even creepier. Mm-hmm. So the older boy began to get frustrated when Bethel made excuses for not giving them a ride and said that they couldn't get into the car unless Bethel said it was okay. After that, he tore out of the parking lot and was like, fuck this. <laughs> um, and to this day, he still stands by his story. Mm-hmm. And here's another story that he had reported on, but from somebody else's point of view. Mm -hmm. So the other story goes like this. Um, In the snowy town within the middle of nowhere in Vermont, an elderly couple heard the sound of three loud knocks on their door. They opened the door and saw two children, a boy and a girl. Um, Parents will soon be here. May we come in? The children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway. Um, The elderly couple were hesitant, but after a while, they let them both come inside. The kids settled on the couch while the wife made them some hot cocoa, and the husband asked them questions that went unanswered. (laughs) Um, The wife returned and noticed that her cat was scared and angry with the children, and then one of them asked, May we use the restroom? The wife looked at the kids and she finally saw them. The eyes were as black as star- as a starless universe. She directed them to the bathroom and returned to her husband, who was covering his face with his hand. Did you see their eyes? The husband then showed her that his hand was full of blood from a nosebleed. What? The power suddenly went out. And the house turned as dark as the kids' eyes. Uh -uh. The wife headed to the restroom and was confronted by the voice of the kids at the end of the hall, uttering, Our parents are here. The kids then exited the house, leaving the door wide open. (laughs) The wife then noticed that there were two men at the end of the driveway. The men were very tall and slender. The wife waved but did not receive the same friendly gesture. The two men and children then drove away together in one car. The power then came back on a little later after the kids left. Throughout the next week, weird things happened in the house. Three out of four cats went missing, and the fourth had been found dead in a pool of his own blood. The husband continued to have nosebleeds and finally went to the doctor, where he was diagnosed with a very aggressive skin cancer. So... All
0: right, friends. Don't so this is what we've in. learned. Listen. If you hear a knock on your door, don't answer. Either. I do not consent to searches and I do not let in black-eyed children. <laughs> okay? <sighs> Remember. Right.
1: Okay, so these next stories I got off of thoughtcatalog.com and I didn't write cite them with my sources, but I'm citing it now. So, one of them was called The Midnight Caller. So, it almost felt like a dream. I woke up to my dog Lucy barking. She was upright on the bed where my husband and I were sleeping with our 22-month-old daughter. Staring out our door like an unknown stranger was out there rummaging around. I thought she was just freaking out over a house noise. We'd only had her for three months and she was still a puppy. It could have been anything. Our roommate, a creak from the house settling, the awnings moving outside in the breeze. I wasn't too concerned initially. I decided the best bet would be to open the door and show her nothing was there. It sounds a bit silly, but it's what we do with our daughter when she gets scared, and I figured it would work with a puppy too. I opened the door and she raced to the front door. She stood there snarling at the door. It was an angry, violent growl, one I had never heard her make before. I looked groggily at her and opened the baby gate blocking the doorway, planning to open the door and show her everything was okay. The second my hand reached for the deadbolt, Lucy went wild. She started barking and jumped toward me, and then when I touched the metal, she started she suddenly changed her temper. She whimpered almost like she was afraid and backing down. As her mannerism changed, so did mine. I wasn't calm anymore. My heart was racing and sinking at the same time. I had been flooded with a mixture of fear and dread. I looked through the people. I can't explain why I looked, but I did. Outside were two kids. One was just a smidgen shorter than me and didn't look much younger, I'm 21, and she looked to be about 16 or 17. She was slender and pale, her hair was a light shade of honey blonde and she wore it long about, about mid-back with long thin blunt bangs in the front that covered most of her eyes. She wore jeans, a light wash that's popular right now, and a thin looking olive colored pullover style hoodie. She held the hand of a small girl, who looked to be around three or four, in the the same style jeans and a buttoned-down ivory cardigan. The smaller one looked at the floor shyly, but had the same shade of hair tied back in a ponytail. She held a stuffed toy under her arm, and it was identical to the one that my daughter has, as it was their style of dress. Had it not been for the feeling of overwhelming dread and fear, I probably would have asked these children in and given them some tea or hot chocolate to get them out of the bitter cold. Something about them seemed off. At this point, I hadn't made any noise. I hadn't shushed the dog or grumbled, nothing. I hadn't turned on any lights. These kids had no indication I was at the door. The older ones spoke. Mm-mm. She had a voice that was mature, confident, strong, and accentless. She held her head tilted downward, and I could see her eyes. She said, we have to use your phone. I stood frozen in fear. How did she know I was there? She raised her head to face me directly and that's when I saw her eyes. There was a reason I couldn't see them through the bangs before. They were black or midnight or midnight blue or a dark, dark purple. They were otherworldly. She said, our mother is worried. Mm -hmm. As someone who has been Interested in creepy stories, I knew what she was the second she looked at me through the door. I have never been one to believe in these things. As a staunch atheist and skeptic when it comes to the paranormal, I had written off many ghost stories from friends and family members eager to tell their tale. I didn't believe it. Still, I couldn't rationalize my way out of this. I was standing with nothing but a thin wooden door between me and a black-eyed kid. There was no questioning what was right in front of me. I did not answer her. Slowly and silently, I backed away from the door. St- uh, Lucy still cowering at my ankles. She kept talking. Just let us in to use your phone. I took another step back, and with that step, the tone changed. At first, she seemed polite. Mm-hmm. When I took that second step back, she became commanding, almost hostile. We're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. I'll ask again may we come in and use your phone? So Lucy snarled at the door and I inched backwards though something inside me seemed to be slowly pulling me back toward the door. It wasn't a physical pulling so much as a subconscious need to go back and let them in. I got to my room, covered up the window, locked the door, and sat there in the dim light of the nightlight. I heard her call me back to the door once more and then quiet. I didn't go back to sleep that night and I haven't slept right since. I know from reading about them that black-eyed kids can't just come in without permission. I know they haven't hurt anyone, but I still fear I'll be the exception. When I told my husband, he said it was just a dream. He keeps telling me to forget it, but this lingering feeling of sadness, this dread when the house is silent at night, this fear of a knock at the door, this tells me otherwise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, so this is the last little one. Okay. It's a short one. So, it's called The Bus Encounter. So, I was riding the bus back home after work. It was about 1 a.m. I'm a security guard and often work odd hours. So, I'm sitting there and this guy gets on, sits across from me. He was wearing a suit, had a briefcase, regular looking guy in his 20s. What struck me about him at first was that he was chewing a cigar, not smoking it. Does that remind you of anyone? Uh
0: -uh, He might be uh -uh. too young. So that's funny because one of our uncles this is actually one of my favorite childhood memories. I know that's weird, but um our our papa, his sister's husband. So that's how he's our uncle. Anytime he would come over, he always had a cigar in his mouth that he chewed on. He never one time smoked it. I've never seen him smoke a cigar in my whole life. <laughs> he every always every time I've ever seen him he's always had a cigar in his mouth like just not like I don't know. It's like a pacifier or something for grown men. Weird. It is. I I just always thought just it was really interesting. Chew on the tobacco leaves. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you still get a little buzz from it. I Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I just, fun I fact. Fun just, fact, guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I guess it might not be as weird. I don't know. So he chewed on a cigar. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, the guy turned and looked at me. His eyes were pitch black, just as you described. I guess it's, they're talking to mm-hmm. whoever. Black eyes. Yeah. People. So my heart started beating like a bad motherfucker. <laughs> this, this is what the person said, not me. Okay. And I felt my gorge rising. I'm sorry, the what? His <laughs> gorge. His gorge? G-O-R-G-E. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. But
0: the only gorge that I can think in my head is <laughs> let's Google it. That's rising.
1: His gorge is rising. <laughs> what? I don't his passage his what does gorge mean? A narrow passage through land. I don't think this guy used it right. Oh wait. My gorge rises at the sight of blood. What, what the fuck? Oh wait, 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 wait. Throat, often used when rise to indicate revulsion accompanied oh, by... Dis- like
0: that feeling in your throat okay. when you say, Okay, I get that now. So I'm sorry, people. They're okay. probably like, what
1: the fuck? Y'all don't know what that is. Okay. I
0: have never heard of this word or either. this phrase or it being used in that term yeah. ever before. Okay, so his throat <laughs> was rising.
1: Was rising. <laughs> um, so I was starting to panic and I had no idea why. I was just pants shittingly terrified. <laughs> of This guy, I like this person. Um, we would be friends. You want to guess? Guess appearance. He was anonymous, so I don't know oh, who he is, or if it's man. them. They, I don't know what person their gender is. Talking. Um. So then he grinned at me. And his teeth were all covered in tobacco bits and brown juice. (laughs) Don't grin at me with your black eyes. No, his tobacco bits and brown juice from chewing on the cigar. Oh, but doesn't he have black eyes too? Well, yeah, that too. The cigar clamped between them. I almost screamed, but instead I the presence of mind to just get up and take the seat right behind the driver. I I calmed down a bit after that, but I kept an eye on the guy. He ended up chatting with some girl that got on, and they were still talking when I got off. I later convinced myself he was just trolling me, having fun with a pair of contacts, but now I wonder. Now I wonder. So, that's by black-eyed kids' um, stories. So, what did we learn, friends? Don't talk to children that have black eyes that are creepy. Listen,
0: yes. Don't talk to children. Just don't even acknowledge them. Pretend they don't <laughs> exist. Okay, black-eyed children, not just oh, children. not regular children. No, don't pretend they don't <laughs> exist. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> They're people too. <laughs> it's
1: like what are we reverting back to, like the eighteen hundreds again? Where oh, you're in a scene, but not. That's heard, actually or-
0: funny because weren't we just talking? I was telling her, you guys, I'm so dumb. Okay, so I was watching this show on twenty twenty, and I would find it ironic that. I like watching 2020 now. But anyways, I was telling her I was watching uh, Sigmund and Freud. No, I just did it again. Siegfried and Roy. I keep calling them Sigmund and Freud. No matter how many times I've done it and realized my mistake. (laughs) Anyways, but we we're talking about how when Siegfried was a little boy, that's how he got into magic because you know he grew up in in Germany and where he grew up in the time he grew up, his his father basically just did not have anything to do with him, no acknowledgement of him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And he said that the first time his dad ever paid attention to him was whenever he made a coin disappear in his hand, and his dad was like, "Wow, how would you do that?" So that's how he like got into his whole magic that's thing. So it was,
1: sad. It Yeah,
0: no, um, just the black eyed kids. Let's not be mean like they did with Siegfried.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to let Sophie tell her story real quick.
0: And this was a requested story, by the way. So thank
1: you, Kendra. Yes. We thank you so much for your yes. Hey,
0: and uh, just a little shout out. Uh, If you guys like TikTok. Yes. And TikTok's fun. You know, we talk about demons and, and, you know, paranormal true crime stuff on Mm -hmm. here. But this girl is actually like full-on faced her demons in real life she's faced them she continues to every day and she's super awesome so go check her out she's the sober ninja on tiktok Mm -hmm. twitter facebook instagram all that stuff she's a really cool girl she's a friend of ours and she's got a cool message to send out to people and y'all should just yeah give her support and love because she's she's really cool
2: yeah oh so here you go sophie hello everyone welcome back to another cryptid segment today we'll be talking about the chupacabra the chupacabra is a legendary creature in the folklore of parts of of the americans with its first sightings reported in puerto rico in 1995 the name comes from the animals reported vampirism the chupacabra is said to attack and drink the blood of livestock including goats i like goats how would you hurt Some report that, the, that it looks dog-like, while others describe it more lizard, or even alien-like. As far as consistent features, it is a heavy creature the size of a small bear, with a row of spines reaching from the neck and the base of the tail. The first reported attack happened in March 1995, Puerto Rico. Eight sheep were discovered dead, each with three puncture, puncture wounds in the chest area and reported completely drained of blood. A few months later, in August, eyewitnesses I- n- named Madeline Tolentino, Tolentino? reported seeing the creature in a Puerto Rican town up to 150 farm animals and pets were reported killed. In 1975, similar killings in the small town of Mako of were attributed to El Vampirino de Moca, the Vampire of Moca, it was suspected that the killings were committed by a satanic cult. Later, more killings were reported around the island, and many farms reported loss of animal life. Each of the animals were reported to have its body bled dry, though a series of small healer incisions. Puerto Rican comedian and entrepreneur Silvero Prenbrias is, cr- is credited with the coining of the term chupacabras soon after the first incidents were reported in the press. In October and December 2018, there came many reports of suspected chupacabras in Manipur, India. Many domestic animals and poultry were killed in a suspicious manner similar to the chupacabra attacks. Several people reported that they had seen the chupacabras. However, experts opinioned in the street dogs were responsible for the mass killing of domestic animals and poultry after studying the remains of a corpse. Radfold divided the chupacabra reports into two categories: the reports from Puerto Rico and Latin America, where animals were attacked, and is supposed, and is supposed their blood was extracted from the reports of the United States of mammals mostly dogs and coyotes with with mange, that people called chupacabra due to their unusual appearance. There are reports of stray Mexican hairless dogs being mistaken for chupacabras. Evidence reveals that the creature could be a new species of fossa fossa, as in India, rather than other countries. The most common description of the chupacabra is that it's a reptile-like creature. It's said to have leathery or scaly greenish-gray skin, sharp spines, or quills running down its back. It's approximately three to four feet high um, and stands and hops in a fashion similar to that of a kangaroo. Another common description of Chupacabra is a strange breed of wild dog. It is formed. It, this form is mostly hairy and has pronounced a spinal ridge, usually pronounced eye sockets, fangs, and claws. Unlike conventional predators, the Chupacabra is said to drain all the animal's blood and sometimes organs. Usually, though, three holes in the shape of a downward porting triangle, but sometimes through only one or two holes. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed today's segment of the Chupacabra. Uh, this was a request. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you for listening and goodbye. Thanks, Sophie, so much.
0: So awesome. The Chupacabra is cool. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a bunch of other stuff, but we've got so much we've already said. So let's just... Um, Anyways.
1: So if you'd like to follow us, you can find us at Instagram at Literally Disturbed Podcast. Um, if you would like to join our Facebook group, it's called the Official Literally Disturbed Group, right? I think it says podcast too, but yeah. yeah. And we have just a page. You can go on there and like that. Um, we've got cool conversations going on in the group and we'd appreciate it if you would join. And you can also see the videos that Brittany said that she was going to share in the group as well with her story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and if you
0: did not find out what happened to G
1: from last oh week, oh yeah, you, you can need find to out. Go and yeah, mm-hmm. check that out. And so, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, it's at literally d pod, and we do have a website, so you can go on there, find all our links, and we have a link tree on our Instagram page where you can find everything too. And if you would like to donate to us, because you are a kind soul, you don't have to, um, but you can find us on our Patreon. It's just patreon.com slash literally disturbed, or you could go onto the link tree, like I just said, on our Instagram page, and there is a link just directly to that. So we would appreciate anything. And all of our current Patreons, we're working on things to fulfill our stuff, so we'll just... And I'm sorry I... I didn't upload that. Video. We are working on trying to figure that out. So please um, be patient. Listen with us. again, you guys. We're new. At this. We are,
0: and we try to do what we can with our knowledge.
1: Yeah. But
0: this is all new equipment and new. Th- like I, I mean, no, we just don't know what we're doing. We're yeah. figuring it out. So we are going to attempt to do everything that we can to bring you guys cool stuff. And if for some reason it doesn't happen when we want it to, we're sorry. We're sorry. And trust me, we probably are way more mad about it than you are because. I feel like I almost had a major anxiety attack the other day trying to work on a stupid video and it never even, I never even got to put it together. It's still just sitting in my Canva. So <laughs> yeah, anyways, we're trying yes. and it'll happen one day when we learn things.
1: Yeah. So thank we you guys you. for being patient with us. Yes. Oh, and thank you guys so much for all the reviews that you've been leaving mm-hmm. on Apple Podcast. It, it really means a lot that y'all are leaving us really sweet and nice reviews and we see them and we thank you so much. Um, But yeah, we'll, I guess, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.